I started to think something was wrong because you weren't dancing oh. along with the intro music. <laughs> I was trying to refrain from causing oh. any disruption. Just had a little shoulder thing going <laughs> there. So anyway, welcome to the Committed to Christ podcast. This is Greg and Kelly Krawick. Some of you may be wondering, did he change his name back to Greg? So yes, I, I'm going to go by Greg now. That's a good idea. So hope you all are doing well and uh, just want to extend a warm welcome to all of our new listeners. And if you would like to send and us a welcome back to those who yeah, listen to us. Welcome back. Yep. And if you would like to send us a me- an email, the email address is c2c on air at gmail.com, or you can hit us up on Facebook like most of you do anyway. That's so the best way. It's Sunday evening, and I, and I think I, I, I always say this. I want to make this like a regular podcast evening, Sunday evening. Yeah, that's it's a kind good of idea. a recap right. of. The weekend, you know, Sunday, like what the Lord did at church and everything. Uh So this morning I had the privilege of speaking at the Rock Church here locally in Inman, South Carolina. Yeah. And uh, it's kind of like, you know, because the pastor goes on vacation and, you know, the whole whole church goes with him. I was going to say, my observation (laughs) of of South Carolina is that uh, summer is vacation time and it's a vacation from life. They just go it is and true. they're gone. And I, I will say that. There's I lo- nothing wrong with it. I've just never done that before. Yeah, so it so, seems it seems kind of strange to me. But, but that's but not But you wrong. know what, though? Okay, so here it is. Uh, we love you all, right. South, Carol- right. South Carolinians. Yes. And we, lo- we love being here. And But we've well, never lived. We're back. <laughs> we've never lived in a spot where like everybody takes off and goes on vacation. No. And sometimes they even just like yeah. don't have church because everybody because no gone. we're from the north so people do go on vacation right but it's like maybe a couple days out of the year yeah we're strange here they go on vacation for weeks yeah multiple you right. know multiple times a year I mean they're right. gone and it's yeah. like wow you know and really we should learn from that right we take really time, should take time things off. things move slower in the south and that's okay. Right, exactly. It is okay. It and, is. And me being from the north, I have a hard time adjusting to that. And yeah. and it seems not normal to me, but I understand it and I understand why now. Yeah. So, and, I, you know, I, I think I'm realizing too, um, I, I will say the difference, the demographics, the difference in the different places that you live is very interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yep. So, um, I, I think that I've lived in, so I can think of three different states that we've lived in for at least a year, right? I mean, we because, well, well right. in Michigan, Indiana, we were, where we're from, but uh, Missouri and South Carolina. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, people are more friendly in the South. They, they are. really are. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I, I would yeah. agree to, I would totally agree with that. Right. But that's why we, we love being here. We do. So, yeah. Anyway, so this morning I had the, honor and privilege of speaking at the rock church you and, did yes back to the subject back to the subject <laughs> and um it <laughs> i i had what i thought was was a good message you know what the lord had put on my heart and sometimes when you're preparing for these things you can get really excited right about what you and you should right as a as a preacher or teacher because god's just showing you things yeah, too. You, yeah. You, right i mean that's the that's the thing if if you're going to be bringing a message right you are going to dig way deeper right. into that than than you're going to give to the people right 
And and that's a good thing because the the pastor or the teacher needs to learn and be constantly learning. Right. And know so the they can constantly matter. teach. Right. Right. So anyway, so I mean I dug deep into the subject of grace. And and the title of my message this morning is was uh oh grace. I, yeah. About God's grace. Yeah, his his um Oh, I'm going to have to look. it. See, I forgot about it. I, I forgot. So how do you forget? I thought you said you studied it. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> right. Right. Uh, well, I did study it, I but I forgot. It. <laughs> I guess I forgot what I called the message. So anyway, I, I never really look at that part. Um, anyway, so, I mean, I was I was really excited about it. And the one and this happens to me every now and again, where I get up in front of people and I'm ready to go, and then it's like the rug is pulled out from under me, and 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 it's like your 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 mind just goes blank. Yeah, it, it has happened. It, the the worst time, <laughs> the worst time, and my Missouri friends will back me up on yes, this. Was the first time you preached? Was the first time I, I spoke in Missouri on a Sunday night when we were brand new. Manu, who we're we're interviewing them, yeah. right? These people <laughs> like, might come and move here. We want you to come and hear them speak. Yeah, and I get up terrible. there and just fall on my face. It was terrible. It was awful. Yeah. And I and I thought, okay, Lord, if if it's if going forward when I speak. Yeah. If it's never that bad, It'll be okay. <laughs> that would be okay with yeah. me. If yeah. we never, if it never gets to be that terrible, because it was that terrible. I mean, I lost, I forgot everything, lost it all. I was, I mean, probably nervous or whatever. Yeah. But anyway, so this morning, that kind of happened to me again. I mean, it just, my mind just. Okay. I, I will say though, it wasn't, um, I don't think you, you didn't. You didn't fall Excuse on me. your face. You maybe you didn't say what you thought well, you wanted to say, but you said what God wanted you to say. Exactly. Yeah. And the thing is, as with me, yes. When I <clears throat> excuse me, bring a message, I'm looking for response from the people. Right. Oh, there's a problem there. And <laughs> and when you get th- when you get this <laughs> It's discouraging because you're like, am I, am I coming across? Okay. Am I speaking things? Okay. Are they getting what I'm saying? Isn't it funny though? I think sometimes you, I think, I think maybe there are just people that are not demonstrative or just people that don't speak up. It doesn't mean that they're not listening. It doesn't mean that they don't agree. It doesn't mean that they don't care about what you're saying. They just are not that's not their personality. So it was just a, a room full of people that Yeah, but it's amazing as you're up there and you're trying to deliver this message. Communicate the right. conversation that's going on oh, in yeah. your mind Nobody's while you're trying to, to deliver. Am I, I'm, yeah. am I losing these people? Yeah. Yeah. I, it's I like know. the it's like the the devil's on one shoulder. Right. And your guardian <laughs> angels on the other shoulder. And they're talking back and forth and you hear everything yeah. in your head. Yeah, they're not listening to <laughs> they're you. Not they're listening. not listening yes, to you. Yes, they right are. Now. No, they're not. Yes, they yeah. are. No, they're not. And yeah, yeah, the only so, person that's listening to me is Kelly. <laughs> yeah, which I, I appreciate you being there yeah. because you reaffirm. Well, isn't me. that why I, I will say like last week, uh, Pastor David went and preached at another church yeah. in the evening right. service. And we don't have an evening service here. So we went with him or we, we joined them. Sure. We went and listened to him right. and we sat with his wife. And so I think I, I'm sure that he appreciated that. I mean, it's yes. got to be, you know, when you know that somebody's yes. coming and because you, you, you're, you're in an environment where you're not, you don't know the people and we're kind of that way. I mean, the people that are at the rock church, 
they're a lot of them are new. Mm-hmm. We don't we've been gone for two years, so we're yeah, coming really back. Know and who we are. Right. right. And then everyone we do know is on vacation. Right. So it it well, can, you know, and so there's that where you don't have that you don't relate. Yeah. Well, the, and the point of all this is, is support support your pastor. Exactly. Su- support the person who's bringing the word. Encourage them because they're just a human being. Have mercy. <laughs> and they've hopefully have gone into deep study. Yes. And are speaking from their heart. Yep. To try to encourage us to help us right. through life right. and, and to grow us in Jesus. That's the whole point. Right. Through the foolishness of preaching. Right. Right. Hey, so, no, wait, I got it. I was going to, it's funny that you mentioned this because I have a scripture, first Corinthians chapter one, 26 through 29 mm-hmm. for consider your calling brothers. Not many of you were wise according to the worldly standards. Not many were powerful. Not many were of noble birth, but God chose what is foolish in the world to shame the wise. God chose what is weak in the world to shame the strong. God chose what is low and despised in the world. Even things that are not, to bring nothing, to bring to nothing things that are, so that no human being might boast in the presence of God. Yeah. So. So what you're telling it, me is maybe I'm not cut out for. No, what I'm telling you is, <laughs> you can't listen to other people, and you can't. Sure. You know, God, well, God uses <clears throat> is going to use, and I told you that I, I I really sincerely believe that as long as you're willing and God tells you to speak, yeah. and it doesn't matter whether it's well, in a church service or. In, a, in the line at Walmart. And, I, and the other thing I'm learning is to always go to the pastor, maybe after service is over and say, man, great word. Yeah. Great word. Right. Because it really does encourage them. Because I did have a gentleman come up to me today and say, I really needed to hear that. Thank you. It was a great word. Will you be here next week? And I, actually, I am speaking there again next week. Right. And I said, yes, sir, I will be. And he said, well, I'll be back to hear. And I'm like, Praise the Lord. maybe he's, maybe he well, that's didn't what I told hear. You. <laughs> like, no, I, I think that everybody receives things differently. They did, yes, you know, and, and, I, and we know that. A lot of my friends in Missouri, because I, I, would, I, I would sometimes feel that way. And I know it's because like I have a more outgoing personality mm, yeah. and, than others do. Sure. And some of them are outgoing. They're just not. Maybe, okay, I'm going to use the word demonstrative. Ooh, big one. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, I can get a little wild and crazy, you know, and I, I could really, I love I, I love Jesus. I'm going to give him everything and I don't care, you know, and, but, and, and that's okay. And I think they feel the same way, except some of them weren't raised mm-hmm. in the same kind of environment, you know, in the freedom of Christ or, or they just, they're more reserved. Yeah. So it doesn't mean that they didn't catch anything or that they weren't listening. Right. It just means that they didn't react the way you felt would would have made you more comfortable. Sure. Well, because of where we were raised, I, mean, I guess. Hey, I mean, people I, were very demonstrative in their praise and their worship. And I'm gonna say yeah. this just just so that, that when you preach the next time, um, uh-huh. nobody walked out. That's, <laughs> that's true. When, and when I and people I, start listen, leaving, then because, you know there's trouble. Mm-hmm. Not just one person, because sometimes I mean they might have to go to the yeah bathroom. because because I what did I I brought up the doctrine of, of predestination. You did. Yeah, I did. I touched on that just just a little bit. Right. And um, right. And I thought, well, here comes the stinger. So, anyway, um, but I found the name of the message while you were oh. reading your devotion. I wasn't listening to what you. What was the name? My computer. <laughs> it, That's why you said what? No, I wasn't. It's called. It was called. His grace is our strength. That was good. So, and basically, what it covered was uh, Saul or Paul's conversion in Acts chapter nine when he's on the road to Damascus. Right. And the Lord met him there. 
and and struck him down basically mm-hmm. surrounded by the light and he said who are you lord and and the lord told ananias and he knew who the lord was <clears throat> right and yeah. he, lord told ananias i'm going to show him what he must suffer for my name's sake and the one thing that i thought was really cool was the fact that when they were getting ready to stone stephen stephen had a vision of the lord of jesus standing at the right hand or you know next to the father right, right hand of the father and Saul, just a few days later, yeah. experiences a vision. So now he knows that Stephen wasn't full of it. He really saw that it. He Jesus. really did see right. it. And as... as Well, you, and so imagine how he felt. He would have needed that grace because all that realization, yeah. you know, the whole three days while he was blind and he's sitting there and he can't see anything and he realizes, I mean, the impact of all of that, that mm-hmm. you actually have been killing right. people and all of that his, were right. And, and the point of all of it was at the end, see, I think a lot of, I think as a, a a preacher or whatever, sometimes it's important to write the end of your message before the beginning. I, I think because God can put that urgency on your heart for what he wants you to say. Yeah. See, the, the whole point of my message today was for people to start living again by grace. Right. Because it, as Paul had journeyed through, if you read through the book of Acts, mm-hmm. all the places that he had been, he'd been beaten. Right. He was stoned once, left for dead, right. flogged right. 39 times across the back, whipped, shipwrecked, right? right? All, all these different things, um, beat up in mobs and all this, and, the, and he didn't quit. I mean, and, and God gave him a thorn in his flesh, said, my grace is sufficient for you. Right. And the whole point was, as Paul had gone through all of that stuff, he never quit. He never let his emotions get the best of him because God's grace, his undeserved favor for Paul was enough right. to keep Paul w- moving forward in the right. Lord. Right. And that's the that was the point I was trying to get across today as us as believers. Right. There were man, I'm telling you, people have gone through and are going through serious hardships yes, in their lives. They are. But the one thing that will never fail is God's grace. That's right. His undeserved favor. Paul was a they they considered Paul a murderer. Right. And God still saved him. Right. And Paul thought, and the, the, the reason I touched on the predestination a little bit is Paul was a Pharisee and part of their beliefs were that they were chosen by God, like handpicked right. by God. And I know some of the teachings that are still coming out of churches today say some people are predestined for heaven and some people are not. And that is not right. That is not biblical. No. So, and and that's, and I made points on that today. I, I mean, is that whole discussion and because it can get so twisted. Oh, right. God does know sure. what your choice is going to be. But he doesn't see the plan of the plan of God is what was predestined. Ephesians one, right? He predestined us our adoption in Jesus, right? Right. So we have a choice in that. You know, I I can choose exactly to be adopted into Christ or not. But the plan was always God had always had that plan. That's the whole thing is grace. God's plan of grace and salvation was from the beginning, with beginning with Adam and Eve all the way through. So anyway. I'm preaching it better now than I did this morning. <laughs> Isn't it easier? It's easier it to explain is. it. I think uh, conversationally. I know. I, I know. I. I am going through the classes and everything. You know, like I, to the past to be a pastor. But sure, I, I don't know that that is what because I what God is calling me to do. Yeah, I'm all the all the knowledge I'm getting is right. great. Right. You know, I'm thinking I'm just supposed to help you. Right. And maybe just speak into people. Well, you. But you I mean, are doing well. I, I, I mean, I, I'm. But the th- well, the thing is, and let me get back to this. 
while while it's still on my yes. brain. The predestination thing. If if you are in that kind of teaching and you you are walking in that doctrine, mm-hmm. if you experience hardship in your life, like I'm talking big ones, like maybe the failure of a marriage or maybe somebody, I don't know, double cross, what, whatever happens in your life, that turns into this men- mental mind game of the enemy rubbing your nose in whatever happened, right? telling you, look, God knew this was going to happen all along. Right. So that leaves you standing there going, wait, God, am I doomed to, de- to destruction? Am I doomed to failure? Have you ordained these things in my life? Why should I go on living? Why, why should I go on? Go, why should I even go to church? Why should I read my Bible? If, if, if I'm predestined for hell, why, why even go on living? Do you see what I mean? I do. I, I had a conversation this morning because I was talking to somebody about that, you know, um, on the subject of divorce. I think that um, a lot of times we know, even as Christians, we can bring uh, condemnation onto other believers mm-hmm. for things that they've done. Sure. And because you're reading, especially when you read through scripture, because there's a lot of scriptures, if, if you use the topic of divorce, that talk about divorce and what happens, you know, all these, the adulterous woman, you know, you're until your, until your husband dies, you're never supposed to get married again, all this stuff. Right. Right. And so you read that and then, you get you ask God for forgiveness. You go to him, he forgives you. God says your sin is as far as the east is from the west. So you've done all that and then you go into a church and you hear someone preach about it. And that same condemnation comes yep. on you again. And I think we have to be able to say, okay, the Bible does say this. You're you're absolutely right. And I had to come to a point where I could say you're absolutely right, but I've already spoken to my maker, to the creator. I've already right. spoken to God. God's already forgiven me. You have, you cannot condemn me. You cannot use a scripture anymore to condemn me for my past. Right. It's been wiped clean. The slate is clean. And I will stand before God, God almighty. I'll stand before God almighty broken. And he knows I'm broken, you know, and he knows my heart. And so it doesn't really matter mm-hmm. what all these other people throw on me or say if you can do that then then you're that's grace that's mercy right and i think sometimes we don't we don't get we don't extend that to people you know we we try to i mean you shouldn't do these things but you also know that if you go to if you go to jesus that he forgives you and that you can move on Mm -hmm. well listen listen predestined i mean so i could if i if i thought i believed in predestination if somebody came to me and said predestination. So where does that leave somebody who's, who's committed a sin that, you know, and they can find all these places in the Bible where it talks about how this is a sin. It's like the Pharisees going to people and saying, well, you'll, you're never going to be forgiven. Right. You're never going to make it into heaven yeah. because you've you done well all quit, these things. Give up. I mean, exactly. just go live your life of sin and don't, you know, whatever, leave yeah, us alone. That's where I'm going with this is mm-hmm. like, you know, I could keep, I could keep her, you know, keep going down that same road where I have to keep asking for forgiveness for the same sin Yep. because I have to make sure you know, and, and, and how do I know for sure? But see, okay, so here's, this is amazing. So Paul, Pharisee, right? Predestination, part of the whole doctrine. Listen to the change that Paul, li- listen to the change that happened in Paul. This is Ephesians 2.8, okay? okay? He, he, this is, he wrote this, for it is by grace you have been saved through faith. 
And this is not from yourselves. It is the, the gift of God, not by works so that anybody, anyone can boast. Paul wrote that. Right. That's good. Now that's several years down the road from when he right. met Jesus on the road of Damascus. But the change that, that Jesus showed him, and you're right, the three days that he laid there blind on that bed, yeah, right. can you imagine the things that were rolling in his head? All those years of, those of the teaching that, yeah. and everything that he had learned, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. he knew the law, but he also knew other things too that they believed that weren't scriptural. Right. 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 So, so he had to wrestle. He had to wrestle with a lot of, a lot of things, a lot of sin. Right. I mean, you know... That's and when you do that, and when you come to that, I mean, that's why he could say he fully loved the Lord. He was fully following Christ. He could say that because of all the things that had happened, and he he had to get you know he had to ask forgiveness for all the things he had been through in his life. Sure. So that's why he could come to that point. You know, that's what I'm saying. Like, because that's where I feel like I am. You know, it's like okay, God, whatever, whatever you want. Give me the strength to do it right. because I know I don't have it in my flesh, but I don't ever want to say no. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Yeah. So, I mean, it's just, it's it's crazy. Now, I, I pulled this article about predestination and unconditional election. Now, I did not read this this morning, okay. but I want to read it on the podcast here just so our listeners can understand what this is about. Okay. Right. Okay. So, um, and I don't, how I should give credit to the website I pulled it from, but I didn't, I didn't include it here in my notes. So I'm not sure exactly. I got it off Google somewhere. So anyway, so you Google this so I Google it somewhere. Is, okay. Right. So it says the doctrine of predestination is the teaching that before the creation of the world, God decided the eternal destiny of all rational creatures. That is all angels and all human beings. Some men and angels are predestined unto everlasting life and others foreordained to everlasting death. God's choice to save certain sinners by grace is called election and his choice to leave certain sinners to the damnation they deserve is reprobation. Predestination is part of God's decree, his eternal purpose in which he has decided all that will take place, ordaining everything for the manifestation of his glory. That's the definition of predestination and unconditional election. So if you're trained in that and you're immersed in that. Right. I can't imagine. Right. I would think, okay, you're probably going to be pretty arrogant and conceited. Right. And the other thing is, why evangelize? Why have outreaches? Why have revivals? Well, because you're going to have to reach somebody who has never heard about God. Because if they've heard about God and they've turned away from God, then they're predestined to not follow God. So there's no point. Yeah, right. So you're going to have to go somewhere where no one's, where the people have never heard about Jesus before. Right. Right? Yeah. Because otherwise you're just wasting your time. Right. Wow. Crazy, huh? Yeah. I just think Well, I'm where does that leave all the people where does that leave all the people in the Bible that I mean that did bad things and knew about God? I mean, I I did a bad thing and I knew about God and then I came back to God. So what does that mean? Oh, well, I guess I, does that mean I was predestined to go to heaven and I just made a mistake. Do you see what I and mean? And how do you decide who who's forgiven you, and who isn't forgiven? You can sit here and, and you can make your brain melt yeah. if you sit there and roll that stuff around in your head. Right. Predestined, not predestined, all this and that. Right. So, but but let me give you a scripture that just blows all this away. Okay. I'm ready. This is at the end of the book. This is Jesus. Right. Right. Revelation twenty two seventeen. 
the spirit and the bride say, come. And let the one who hears say, come. Let the one who is thirsty, come. And let the one who wishes take the free gift of the water of life. That's everybody. Right, it is. It's available to everybody. Right. So it, it is your choice. Sure. Right. Right. And I, I said, I think a lot of times I think you get predestination confused with um, God's all knowing. Right. So he does know. Right. He does know. Right. That's but what I mean. We, I mean, but we this, don't. So we have to keep evangelizing the, because the, really we don't know someone's heart. Right. This we argument don't. and I'm this argument will continue right. until it Jesus will. comes back. It will. Because God is brilliant and he is a genius. And you can argue that he knows who, you know, and you know right. what I'm saying? He, he already well, I just, knows. And the scripture that I just read about how God will take the, the, if you know, he'll take the wise, you know, use them, use the people who are not wise. Right. Or are, what did it, it says? Hold on. I know, right? Ah, for consider your calling, brothers. Not many of you were wise according to worldly standards. Not many of you were powerful. Not many were noble. But God chose what is foolish in the world to shame the wise. Yeah. So they're they're right there. So my whole point, like I said again to the message was, if you're living under that kind of doctrine, and something awful has happened in your life, and Satan is, is messing you up, and you're getting off into depression or substance abuse or or whatever it is, God has not given up on you. Right. God's grace is still available to pull you up, to pull you through. It's his love and his mercy and his forgiveness. And he hasn't forgotten about you. He knows where you are. That's right. And he's holding his hand out to help. And that never stops until the day we take our last breath. Right. The choice is totally up to us whether or not we'll grab a hold of his hand and allow him to pull us up out of that. That's right. You're not predestined to have an awful life. No, and the devil wants you to believe that lie. Sure. Because he wants to you he wants you to lose. Mm-hmm. He wants to take as many people down with him as he can. Sure. And so that's a dark road to Right. I mean, I can't because imagine he, living if he, like that. Let's, if, let's think let's play let's think like the devil here for just a second. If he can keep people thinking, right? That there are certain ones, like I said, that are predestined to everlasting damnation or whatever. So who are you going to look at too? Who are you going to think are the ones that are, that are going to make it? Exactly. I would never measure up. Why would you go out? Why would you go around and tell people about the grace and the mercy and the forgiveness of the Lord? Right. Because some people will accept that and then the kingdom grows. Right. If he can keep people down and right. keep that message shut up. Right. Then Which is he's, the same thing he did with the Pharisees. Right. And then he is, then he, excuse me, then he is winning. Right. 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 That's what he did. With, right. That was the Pharisees my, did the same thing. If they can keep, if, if they can keep you thinking yeah. that they know more than you do, they can keep you down. Right. We should have had this podcast before this morning. Here you go. See, we should have done one yesterday. <laughs> Maybe I'll Maybe. start doing that from now right? on. More to I'll give you guys about. a sneak peek into the mind of Greg. Anyway, but no, it's I just a scary. Place. It's, it can be <laughs> a scary. You know, it's in my mind most of the time. Crickets. <laughs> <laughs> I do know that. I'll say, Greg, do you remember I told you? No, you didn't tell me that. And I know I did. Oh, you know, you that's okay. There, there's another <laughs> argument that we'll have for the rest of our lives. Yeah. Whether or not you actually you really did, did say, tell me. Oh, you said something to me the other day and you said, I told you that. And you said, okay. <laughs> I said, I, well, I'm, yeah, I'm getting I, to the I, point I in our marriage now okay. where you say, I already told you that. And I'm I saying, must okay. have said, 
I'm, I know. I must have said okay and didn't. It's I don't, not I, worth it. You said, well, you said it was argument. okay. I'm like, no, if I did, I wasn't listening to you. Because <laughs> I would oh never say okay to gosh. that. <laughs> anyway, oh. I told you. No, you didn't. Yes, yes I, did. I did. Anyway, well, do you have anything else that you would like to... No, that's it. Close. That's you, it. That was you, good. You read your notes and everything that you had. I did. I might, you know, nobody, I am like the, the, our dog, Finn, squirrel. And I oh, go, yeah. I read the rabbit holes I could take you down. Listen, if you're new to the Committed to Christ podcast, <laughs> um, we're just going to give you a little insight into what we're doing here. So we're, we're actually podcasting from the basement of the home we're living in. But above us, yes. there are five dogs and two cats running around that are still getting used to living together. So every now and again, it turns into like a barking war. Yes. Who's got the it biggest like bark? We're and, and we're trying, to, yeah, we're trying to figure out who's the leader, who's My not. My mom's so, got one dog that anyway, just like it sounds like she's screaming when she barks. Yes, it's horrible. Oh, it gets, actually, it gets really bad. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, and we have one that's a heavy breather that I call Darth. She so. can't help it. <laughs> they have Isn't little, it so funny? Noses. It is so funny when you have a dog and they have a name and then you give it another nickname. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway. Yeah. I, I can't even, I don't even, you just called her Darth because she breathes heavy. I did. Whatever. Anyway, thank you. We better, we better close this <laughs> thing out. Let's just end we better this now. Stop. We're going down a, <laughs> anyway, we're going down a road that never ends. It's one of my rabbit holes. Yes. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Committed to Christ podcast. We hope this was encouraging and freeing yes. to you today. We love you. We do love you. And listen, please send me an email. C2C <laughs> on air at gmail.com. Gabrielle Johnson, hi. send Greg an email. Somebody, yeah, send me an email. Somebody. <laughs> if you hear this, send him an email. <laughs> yes, we love you. We'll talk to you guys next time. <laughs>